This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. The following podcast is scheduled for one show. Introducing your host, Dax Xavier Josiah. As you are now listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that song, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests, and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah i am back i told you guys i was going to be gone for a bit there wasn't going to be a select start this week my 16th wedding anniversary came about and i had a great time with my wife and you know 16 years man it's it's, it's like you really think about it 16 first of all I, real talk. I didn't even realize that I was going to be alive this long. I had a I had a very interesting road to get to this point. And, you know, dating back to when I was in high school and all this stuff and everything I went through from there. I never thought I would be alive to not only, you know, make it up to this point, to, but to be married, to be, be able to do this show, to, you know, know, to do everything that I was able to do. I am very fortunate to be able to have a person like my wife in my life. And then also the people, the very few people that I have known to actually call friend, to give the title of friend and that I can rely on and really got my back and everything. And it's just an awesome road. And to that, I say, thank you all. I say, I love you to my wife, but I also say thank you all to the people who really have my back, you know, leading to this point. It's been a great weekend. We're going to talk about all of what has happened this week and some what's going to be happening next week as well. Uh, also, we're going to talk about where I went when I was gone. And if you're in the Philadelphia area, if you've never seen this place before, because it is a grand opening, you may be interested in what I got to talk about and what I got to show on TalkTimeLive.com. So stay tuned for that. But in our talk topic of the week, we will be talking about the Suicide Squad. Uh, James Gunn's vision of the Suicide Squad, the way they were trying to make it the way that it was meant to be. So we're going to cover all that. But before that, we got some news to talk about and we got my views to talk about. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, to start off this week, we got a lot of news that is pertaining to what's happening next week. For instance, Marvel Studios What If is premiering on Wednesday the 11th, and I cannot wait. You don't understand how much I am so excited 
because like I said before in previous episodes, this is going to be without a doubt the greatest and Marvel animated feature ever, ever. I've watched every single Marvel animated series or movie. The problem with them is that their, their art styles are never the same. The character designs are not that good. Um, and, I, and I'm always comparing them to what Warner Brothers and DC does. Warner Brothers and DC always does a phenomenal job with their stuff. Marvel finally may have outdone them with this. And what we're going to see is some outstandingly outstanding. If that is even a word, outstanding, beautiful CGI with our favorite characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but reprised by the people they were for, um, they were roll with. For instance, we got information on the first three episodes in which in, in what orders that we're going to be seeing them. The first episode, Captain Carter premieres this Wednesday. Um, this is going to involve, you know, Peggy Carter uh, getting the super serum powers because the what if to this is what if she got it and not Steve Rogers. Now, again, for those of you who are new to the show, haven't heard the previous episodes, but I recommend going back and checking all these episodes. I'll explain. What If is a time-honored Marvel Comics series that plays a bit like Alfred Hitchcock and The Twilight Zone. And if you're not old enough to know those two shows, Google it. Basically, the watcher is kind of playing Alfred Hitchcock here and but then when you get to the story the story really plays off of like the Twilight Zone so you got the mix of those two together but it always tells the tale of what if something happened in the original telling of the story that didn't exactly happen for instance give you a major example what if Peter Parker never got his spider powers and Mary Jane got them uh in this case with the first episode coming up what if Peggy Carter got the super serum uh, soldier serum powers and not Steve Rogers. So that's where this is going to be. It's going to it's going to twist things around majorly. Episode two, T'Challa as Star-Lord, which is coming the next week after that. And that's going to tell the story of what if T'Challa ended up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and not Star-Lord. Very interesting. What's even more interesting is every one of these characters are said to be reprised by the original actors. That is including Chadwick Boseman, who did get a chance to voice this. And I, I it is credited as Chadwick Boseman that is going to be doing this, um, doing the voice here. So if it comes up that it's not, that's not my fault. That's IDMB's um, fault because that they're the ones that crediting to it as well and other sources too. But, and I heard his voice the first time around when I saw the trailer. So I was, I was pretty sure I'm like, is that really Chadwick Boseman's voice? Truth be told, Chadwick did a hell of a lot before his untimely passing. Um, he did a lot. Like, he did Nine Blood. He did um, He did a whole, like, that Netflix series that he was nominated for an Oscar for. He did all that in Endgame while he was, you know, in, in his condition. He is truly a king. But, you know, aside from that, you know, it, it's just an awesome thing that I'm so happy that they were able to get him to do this. Episode three, Loki on Earth. This is going to be interesting. I don't know what exactly that entails, but it I, I can only imagine or assume that is what if Loki got banished to Earth and not Thor and how that would go. So that would be interesting. And of course, that's going to be reprised by uh, Tom Hiddleston as well and, and, and so forth and so on. There's going to be a lot of different episodes coming up um i forgot i think i think there may be like six or ten episodes of what if i just hope for god's sakes that they're at least a half hour long i need them to be if i swear to goodness if they're hour long i'm gonna be very happy i'm thinking they're gonna be a half hour long i that's that's my belief uh animation is expensive and to do a, a hour animation all i mean in in this fashion the way that they got it i'll be very interested i'll be happy as hell if they do an hour of this but I'm assuming it's going to be a half hour. Either way, I am happy to see this. I'm looking forward to this. I, I, I man, if it's less than a half hour, I'm going to be very disappointed. Okay, because at this point, just let them all out. But come on, you got to give us. This is the best chance of them getting a nod for their animation. 
and uh this and i'm not i you know i say marvel animation too like i'm not scoring out into the spider-verse because that was awesome i would say that that would be the second but in terms of marvel studios and disney they didn't they never really can compete with warner brothers warner brothers and dc always got them on that new always so i i'm looking forward to this because it looks like they put a lot of money into that but it's premiering next week we're going to be reviewing that episode and probably every episode of the weeks going on just like we did with the other marvel shows as well so i'm ex i'm extremely excited i hope you guys are too on that um you know what else i'm excited for too the new season of titans which also premieres this thursday i told myself that i was going to binge watch every episode of, and you know what i may still do that today i might start today after the show um to really get down on that but it's coming this thursday because the show is really good a lot of people didn't get a chance to see the first time around because it was on the dc universe app and this was dc and warner brothers trying to compete with disney plus they could not compete with disney plus so what happened was jim lee announced that they were going to migrate all of the all of the library and content from the with the exception of the comic books from the dc universe and put them strictly onto hbo max as a package deal so now we got virtually every single library from dc universe app on there now they just added lois and clark on there uh too by the way which was an awesome show but i mean uh what was this called lois and clark or the adventures of superman or whatever with dean kane and um terry hatchet you know this is before the recent lois and uh the lois and superman show it was lois and clark um so that's up now which was a really great show at the time but lois and superman is completely they they man and they up the ante on that one that that show is awesome so um that is uh up on air now too and it's it's uh <laughs> compared to lois and superman like lois and clark is like the moonlighting <laughs> of the dc universe man it was it was a cool show but that's up now this new titan season is said to um be filled with intensity and a lot of heartbreaking moments like people are gonna die and i heard the joker's voice in the in the trailers before uh jason todd is there and you know red hood is also said to be on this as well so dude i am i am so thrilled last the last season was awesome they had the uh deathstroke uh saga then there and it was equally as great as the oliver queen the the arrow uh second season with um slade in there slade wilson in there as well man it was people just slept on it because they didn't want to pay for another app <laughs> they didn't you know didn't want it but now they got a chance if you got hbo max all of those episodes are available there and then on thursday they're going to premiere the new show the new series i don't know if there's i think it's going to be week by week because that's what they've been doing with all of their episodes and i'm down with that i'm okay with that because if all else i got a lot i got two seasons to uh re-watch anyway so I'm, I'm 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 more than okay with that but i am ready for that as well so while i was on hiatus and while i was you know getting ready for my uh anniversary and everything i had a chance to finally want two things i i fin i did finish the world uh neo the world ends with you which by the way that game overcompensated and that's a positive thing i gave my review before and i doubled down on that the ending to that game the whole entire game period like if you were a fan of the first game the first game was just to me it was it was groundbreaking like it the weighted the innovation that they did with that game the music the character development the storytelling deep this one is exact this is no different i felt like they added so much more to this they really get square enix really get their fan base you know when it comes to this and the creator of you know the final fantasy series was you know was the creator of this one as well and oh my goodness it was just amazing but you know what also was amazing the world ends with the anime series i finally got to uh, sat down and really watch all of that it didn't miss a beat what it did do no pun intended if for those who know the game um what it did do 
is that it did kind of skim through things and you and I, I first i was a little bit taken back i'm like it's highlighting most of the more important scenes of the game or the features of the game but then i thought about it, i was like you know what that game is about like a a lot of hours of gameplay and there's side missions and everything so they're, of course they're not going to focus on the side missions storylines and, and and the fillers of that whole thing but what they did was they focused on all of the the main aspects of the plot and, and plot points of the game and put it all together and it was about like what 15 episodes i believe or or you know something to that nature but it worked out like if you if you never got a chance if you own a nintendo switch the the original game is out so you can get the original game but you can also get the new game as well which is out on the nintendo switch and playstation as well the game the game the whole entire experience has just been phenomenal it has just been awesome the the anime series i i I love, uh, you know, of course I had to watch it on subs too. And it that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. It was really awesome. Um, I grew up watching subs first before it more than, no, that's not true. Cause I, I grew up watching um, Speed Racer and Star Blazers and Battle of the Planet. So that's not really true, but I really got into when it was, when the term anime began was the subtitles because we were tape trading, but I had no problem watching it on sub. I'm good, but I, I I am looking forward to rewatching it again when they finally get like the dubs. Like I again, I talk about this again. I don't know what's going on with Funimation and and why these studios aren't getting a dub performances or whatever. Right now, it's kind of very telling, in my opinion, um, that there's not much dub in there. There's a lot more. Is I feel like it's just a lot more subs in there, and there's there's a change that they're not talking about because what it was. And the reason why I even, you know, invested in Funimation was because they were the ones that had more anime uh, sub, uh, I mean, anime dub um, series in there than Crunchyroll. I feel like the balance is starting to, there's a, ba you know, the scales are starting to balance here and they're not really marketing themselves as a fully dubbed deal like where every anime has a dub to it and even the ones that didn't eventually would they would get the dub in you know after the time it's been a little bit slow pace lately and i don't know if the economy had anything to do with it or whatever like that or cut you know budget cuts or whatever i don't know they, you know those stuff we're never privy to that uh, type of information but sometimes actions speak louder in this case so i mean eh, we'll see we will see because there's a lot of animated i want to see some of my favorite performers work on and it just hasn't happened yet so uh you know i, I will find out soon enough i'm just hoping on it but if you haven't played the original game you can always watch the anime which is on funimation and then shortly after that go get the game it is absolutely one of i i'm calling it you know when the end when the year in of this show comes in guarantee the war neo the world ends with you will be one of the top played best played games of 2001 for me so I, I that's pretty much all i gotta say about that on another note i want to talk about talktimelive.com uh because you know whenever i talk about top talktimelive.com it's about listening to this show on there it's about watching some of the interviews that i do in video form it's watching the panels that i did from repop but it's also the blog that I've done and there will be two new entries coming soon one of them is available now one of them uh that consists of a new restaurant that I actually got to encounter here in Philadelphia and I heard about this place before because it's in the Jersey area uh and basically I, it's hard for me to get to Jersey it, like it's really I, I'm not as much as I wanted to I never want to um to travel to Jersey to see it but lo and behold this place ended up in uh, Philadelphia. Riyaki. Philly is what they call it. Riyaki Philly, but it's actually Riyaki Ramen. And um, I believe it's pronounced Robotoyaki, which is basically skewers, if you will. So this is a ramen shop. But this is not just an ordinary ramen shop, people. This ramen shop actually has 
anime-inspired themes to it. And it's basically Ryaki is a ramen shop that is celebrating all things anime and manga in there, mostly anime at best. It has all these awesome looking wallpaper or murals all over that's just plastered all over the place. Um, you come in and you're getting greeted with a Naruto mural. And if you go, if you go into my, um, the Talk Time Live blog right now, you'll see me posing in front of it. You also see pictures that I've taken in there of the place. I mean, if you're a fan of Naruto, One Punch Man, uh, My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, it is all up in there. And on top of that, there is also like a huge four panel, uh, you know, TV screen. It's like four 50, 60 inch, um, you know, uh, HD smart TVs all combined in one to make one big screen. I love when they, I love seeing that. Um, and, and from that you can watch everything anime. They got anime on the screen from opening to close. And we were just able to watch some of the recent episodes of bleach that I need to catch up with. So <laughs> we had that. And as far as the food, it's not, you know, it, I can say, I can, I'm happy. I'm happy to say that the ambiance is not just a reason to go to there. The food matches up to the ambiance as well. The ramen that we had, and I've been to ramen shops before. This was a title taker, in my opinion. So me and my wife went there. Kudos to my wife because she found a place. She saw uh, she wanted to take me there and God bless her. She did. I really enjoyed this. It was awesome. Uh, go out of your way, like go out of your way to go into talktimelive.com, especially if you're in the Philadelphia area, if you're listening and you're in the Philly area, uh, Jersey has like three stores of this and that's a good thing. This is, they have a, the first store is planted here in Cotman Ave. My hope is that they open up a shop rather here in university city where there are two colleges that I live nearby or they go further downtown because I think that is a hot spot. I don't, I don't know if they're just doing a tester for this, but let me tell you, when we went in there, it didn't take long before people start filling up in the, in the shop and digging with the shop. I want them to go further downtown because I think they will benefit more from this place is just awesome. I it, I mean, just everything they got manga and all the, I mean, it's just beautifully done, man. I, I love it. I love it. And what I even love more is that the fact that anime is, is still becoming a really great popular, you know, genre in pop, in pop culture. It, it, it just is. So I love this. I had this argument <laughs> or not an argument. I had this discussion with my former um, co-host on his show like ages ago. Unfortunately, those episodes are no longer um available due to the circumstances of me transitioning from one provider to another but they we had this discussion on whether you know anime is becoming more mainstream and this was before we found out that anime was going to be in the olympics or right about the time there was going to be an olympics and right about the time right before the time when um you know goku was getting a float on the macy's parade and you know their box office hits were going to be record-breaking you know, this is before that. And I just saw it in the air that like things are, or what was originally supposed to happen with the Olympics was it was supposed to be all anime themed, which of course we know that was unfortunate due to all of what's going on in this world today. So it, it, that's a whole thing, but this is just yet another sign that anime is here to stay. Anime is almost becoming as strong as hip hop in a sense. Like people thought hip hop was going to be out and, uh, you know, it was going to be like disco and it's going to be out. No, hip hop is even stronger than ever. <laughs> okay. Did it that there's no signs of hip hop dying at all. You know, it's the one good thing my culture has is like, we ain't trying to get that killed off. That's, that's our battle cry. <laughs> okay. Anime is in that same realm. It's like, it's just getting better and better and, 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 the, the genre in here. It's just, it's just awesome. Look, go on to the, go on to talktimelive.com, go to the blog page. It's officially up there right now. And you'll see not only what the place looks like you, there's plenty of pictures that I've took, uh, taken of the, uh, what the place looks like, but also the food that we got there. And there's one in particular item 
that is their signature item that you will get nowhere else. And it is awesome. I will not say anything else from there. Just go on to talktomlive.com and go onto the blog page and, and check out my, my write-up of Riyaki Philly. Man, this is not going to be the last time I'm going to that place. And I hope this is not the only place that they will be. So, you know, ramen, anime, I'm all about it. So the other one that I'm going to be writing up to is another unbox write-up um, of a new statue that I got. Basically, it's a hybrid. It's a, it's a collaboration uh, deal. I saw this on Amazon and it was pretty, it was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, they, it was a different varieties of them, but it's the, uh, Pikachu is a bunch of Pikachu statues that has him cosplaying as different anime characters. So the one that I particularly got, and I thought that it was the coolest was the Kakashi one. I thought I liked that one the best. So I decided to get that one, try it out, check it out, see, you know, how it is in terms of craftsmanship and, 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 you know, and, um, you know, the paint job and everything and, and whatnot. So I will be doing a write up of that. I've taken a bunch of pictures of that as well. Uh, and you will find out for sure whether this is going to be worth a buy or not. Now they did have a Naruto one, but I didn't particularly like the Naruto choices that they made. I mean, they were awesome, but I think the Kakashi to me from a design standpoint was much better. I, I just liked it much better. And I was like, yeah, I got quite a few bit of naruto stuff anyway you know i think molly will be okay if i will not get any more fandom for that you know so um i went with kakashi on this one and believe it or not kakashi is the only i think maybe one of the only main character members i have not interviewed or done a panel with yet stay tuned who knows but uh yeah i got nine of the characters at once he he somehow that isn't that so kakashi he somehow you know you know got got away with that so but um yeah stay tuned for that one that will be up in a blog too but we also got a whole like we got tons of different blog entries in there already that you could check out i think we got uh one two three four five six seven like we got so far already got seven different entries in there talking about different uh products that you can uh check out and buy um some retro replay rundown uh you know deals that i did so far so you know slowly but surely more blog entries are coming so go out of your way check it out on talktimelive.com from there so another thing i wanted to announce keeping with the anime theme is that Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean is coming to Netflix sometime this year. And in fact, they gave a date, I believe of December. Uh, if I'm correct, this is the saga that is going to, uh, involve his daughter, Jotaro's daughter, um, in here. So from what I, I, this is the one I wanted to really check out. I didn't like uh, golden wing. I, it was, I wasn't down with that one. It was, it, this was to me, that was the worst of the bunch i like the character that the uh the giovanni character but the story just it didn't it didn't grab me in like diamond is unbreakable or the stardust uh crusaders you know saga or whatnot it, it just didn't grab me uh hopefully this one will because it is his daughter i would like to know who the hell is his wife or who he knocked up to get this daughter and um you know there's going to be some situations happening where she's uh she's going to jail for some reason. I don't know the, the big storyline and I try not to like jump in and in, in, in ways not to be spoiled by this, but I do know her from the PS4 video game of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure where they had, where the storyline there is that all of the Joe stars from different timelines are coming together and they got to help each other to get these, you know, parts to this being or whatever like that. And it's a whole thing. I, I, it, it's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I cannot describe to you in all one sp a spot as to what the premise or narrative is for that show. It's just always weird and bizarre as it, as the title uh, proceeds. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this coming to December worldwide. So I don't know if this means this is going to be dub and sub. Normally, all of the Jojo um, the Jojo series is dubbed and subbed. So, but and, and then this is Netflix, so they have been really on a ball with anime as well. I'm, 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 I'm ready for it because I'm, I, despite golden wing, <laughs> I am a big Jojo fan. Um, 
and I think it's going to be awesome. I, I think it's going to be. I, I really think I'm going to like this one because uh, I heard, and I heard so much for other people who said that they uh, love the series, too. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I believe the last bit of news that I have is the fact that season two of our favorite Looney Tunes characters known as the Warner Brothers and sister is coming back this season or this year i should say november 5th animaniac season two is coming a teaser came about showing wacko waiting <laughs> impatiently for the download of uh, to the season to come on his tablet when it finally completed and in between all this he was just you know looking back and all of the previous episodes that they did on hulu asking when is season two coming out and all this stuff and he's just sweating his sweat glands is coming out he's about to go crazy when it finally completed yakko asked you know what uh what he's watching and then uh wacko pretty much showed the tablet announcing the new season and the date so november 5th season two is coming back i'm very excited about this because season one was tremendous i thought they did an awesome job uh with it on season two i mean on season one and um i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what they do will they add new characters this year uh to it i know pinky and a brain is a mainstay is a staple to them as well so they, they should be back um i want to see chicken boo i want to see other characters come back as well the good feathers i the good feathers are one of my favorite of the bunch and i really was kind of the only the only thing sad part was that i didn't see like a lot of the characters that we normally would see and there we did get to see chicken boo in the last one the good feathers not so much so i would hope i hope that the good feathers make it back because i thought they were awesome and uh the joe pesci bird who would always beat up one um you know the dude because they playing off of the good fellas it was just fantastic so we, we will see but that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg folks we're going to take a break come back and i'm going to give my thoughts and everything that involves with the craziness of the suicide squad james gunn's vision of the dc film we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley flanagan the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon the voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live this is charlotte chung and fred tattashore and you're listening to acmg presents talk time live do it and now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our talk topic of the week. And it is my review of the Suicide Squad. This is James Gunn's vision of the movie. And man, let me let me first say that I'm probably one of the rare people that had really not too much negative things to say about the original movie except they were trying to do what james gunn would do and they tried to make it the guardians of the galaxy they blatantly tried to make it the guardians of the galaxy of the dc universe and it, it to me that's where it failed but there were some good points to it i mean of course margot robbie was good will smith was okay like he didn't he wasn't the standout of the bunch like margot robbie was more to stand out because she really did you know capture the essence of harley quinn on there but will smith was okay so they didn't they weren't able to get will smith for the second film as we all know and in, in its place <laughs> a lot of people believe that they may have gotten a better choice in idris alba we were right <laughs> this and take nothing away from my man from my philly legend but he just brought so much more to the table in his game in his uh in his movie here this let's just go off to the deep end 
this may be the best DC film they have done thus far. We finally got what we've been waiting to get out of a DC film. And that was fun, excitement, you know, comedy, violence. This was not only just was there, this was their Guardians of the Galaxy truly because James Gunn was a part of it. But this was also, this is the Deadpool of DC, of the DC films. This had the same hilarious moments as Deadpool would have in the same type of comedy with James Gunn's own vision to it. I mean, the cinematics was just awesome. The special effects was just fantastic. Just all around great. I love what they did. And I remember back in DC fandom when they announced that, you know, the cast, the large cast of people, and they said, stay tuned because not everybody's going to make it. We didn't know how many people was going to die. We didn't know who was going to make it here and when they were going to die within the film. We thought it was just going to be like one by one by one. No, this film, James Gunn literally just shot off at the very beginning. The first 12 minutes of the movie. So many people died. It was very reminiscent of the Deadpool 2 X-Force scene where he formed the X-Force and then all of a sudden they all die in, in the most horrific, stupid, dumbest ways. <clears throat> and this was no different. This was hilarious. Like the movie was so well done and it just, <clears throat> there was some significance to this movie in, in a lot of ways. You know, as we know, James Gunn, was fired from Marvel Studios due to some circumstances of something that he said from ages ago in which he replied, you know, that was then, this is now, I am not the same person I was before. And this this was a big example of what happens. Like you can't fault people for what they do. Everybody makes mistakes in the past. Everybody does stupid like stuff in the past. <clears throat> I myself am not an angel, but I had to learn from my mistakes. I had to you know, amend for my mistakes. And I had to work hard to redeem myself for my mistakes. And I did, he did, you know, people have a right to have a second chance. What I don't understand what happened with that, but what he did get his second chance was working with DC and showing what he could do. And if you think Disney and Marvel does not regret making that dumb decision, they do because this man gave Warner Brothers in DC, the greatest gift ever of what a comic book movie should be. <laughs> okay. He brought some of that Marvel and he, he brought those Marvel ingredients, brought it on the hair and made it work. And therefore this was like one of the best movies they ever had. And take nothing away from Zack Snyder because he came back and, and redeemed Justice League, you know, albeit long as hell. It was still way better than what it was when it first came out from Joss Whedon, which is surprisingly a Marvel, formal Marvel guy. And he just made it better. I mean, there were some other, you know, Aquaman was pretty cool. Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman was cool. Second one, mm, not so much. Um, but this one right here, man, this was just awesome in so many ways. So let's talk about these deaths. First 12 minutes. I, first of all, I love the fact that Michael Roker playing as Savant and this whole thing starts off with Johnny Cash. And when you start off the movie with Johnny Cash, you know, it is going to be hell. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to like something really awful is going to happen. Like Johnny Cash, man. It's like, you don't use, you use Johnny Cash music under certain circumstances. And my goodness, this was no different. So you had them going on a mission. Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis. That is an amazing actor. Viola makes Viola's Wanda, uh, uh, Amanda Waller. I think actually puts Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury to shame. She is so cutthroat. She is unbelievably cutthroat. And I tell you, she came in, did her thing. Um, and my goodness, it was from there. It was just on. She hired Savant to be a part of this big mission along with, um, you know, Mongol, the thinker TDK, which we find out later on during the mission is the detachable kid. <laughs> um, we got 
Colonel Rick Flag, who's in the other side and everything. Um, Javelin, President. Uh, oh no, that's that's uh, somebody else. And 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 long away, we got, we got all these people. And and Weasel, the Weasel apparently was the first one to die. Supposedly he drowned. Nobody knew that he was drowned. Take note, Amanda Waller's crew are all betting who's going to last in this mission. They do these things where they bet where all these criminals are going to last in these missions. Weasel was the first to go as uh, at least that's what we thought and, and supposedly drowned. Then we got stupid. Ass, we got stupid as, um, uh, what is his fool's name? Um, what is a black guard who, uh, by uh, Pete Davison. Who, who was the one who really screwed everything up. He apparently made a deal with the enemy and he just all of a sudden shouts, idiot, shots. He, he does what, Pete, what everybody assumes Pete Davidson does. And that is like, just shouts out, you know, and say like, you know, I brought them all here and everything. They shot this dude cold, like shot him so abruptly that his whole entire front face just moved away. Like this is not a Disney film from the door they just told you right there um people are just dying you got mongol who is mongrel's daughter <laughs> in the comics but which by the way does acknowledge that mongrel in war world does exist in this universe i don't know how in the world she ended up on earth that was never explained but it doesn't care she was kind of like the shadow star of this movie just like like i said this is a very this is very reminiscent of deadpool 2 because you had shatterstar in that one and he died he was the one that was trying to be all badass and everything he ends up dying on a propeller mongrel kind of goes about the same way on a helicopter does the exact same thing and dies at the hands of a helicopter also killing off boot captain boomerang who was from the first movie so unexpectedly this dude dies in the most horrific way as well and it's just it is just borderline insane from there like so many people died survive played by michael roker pretty much was just like i'm out he didn't he did not want to have any of this because he kept seeing everybody dying the detachable kid they finally figure out what tdk means and he detaches his limbs like a like a, a actual you know toy like an 80s toy like a he-man toy because you could pop the arms out and everything and they float in the air and all he does with them is smack them in the head around and pounds them in the head they shoot his hands up he can feel all the pain from it as well so it was just this is a really bad mission um then the cool part about it all is that like okay what i loved about this scene is that when he killed off everybody except for harley who was out there as well and, and flag harley and flag I somehow it gets away but as all this is going on this was just they waller just used them as like a trojan horse a a a, a, a they were pawns to the real mission which involved uh king shark uh played by sylvester stallone um idris alba as blood sport rat catcher uh two uh who was on here as well and who else was it um Oh God, who was the other one in that, in that mist? Um, John Cena as Peacemaker. I can't forget John Cena as Peacemaker. John Cena. He's, yo, the, the dude has been on a roll this year when in terms of movies. Uh, he was great. He was absolutely great on uh, Fast and Furious. And I love the fact, the significance of this movie because you got Idris Elba and you got John Cena who both played villains in a Fast and the Furious movie. And albeit Idris Alba was the sequel to uh, Hobbs and Shaw, but they were still major villains in the series and all the stuff. So he already played, you know, Toretto's uh, brother on there, and then he's on here playing this, and then he set out to play, have his own show. It's awesome. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's really, really awesome. So they had them come in and to the other side, and, you know, they managed to, you know, get the job done from there. It was amazing that she made Rick Flag like the pawn of that deal. And I it looks like it wasn't really meant to be that way. So and I'm watching it by the way on a screen, and they're at the part where um Michael Roker 
is trying to run away, but Waller ends up um, blowing him up because he he uh, he um, he decided to leave the mission. So you know you had to you had to have seen that one of them die. What also I loved about this movie too, and I know I'm going everywhere with this one. I know I'm going everywhere with this one. What I loved about this movie too is that James Gunn did this in chapters and 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 exactly the way that it is done in comic books so every chapter you would see something with a title to it um in, in a most artistic way the same way that you would see it in the comic book so it was even more comic book like than it was before and i thought that was a really clever way of doing it too um like there you've seen works of art that you know spelled out the title of the actual um scene that you were about to see you saw a elevator light that had you know something of a title on there as well so it was just like it was a transition from each one as well um yeah this movie just had it all for me it was two hours and it didn't feel like two hours at all but uh you know so harley quinn stayed alive blood sports stayed alive peacemaker stayed alive king shark who was their groot absolutely their groot uh, Ratcatcher 2, and I, I gotta get the name of her, because I've seen her before. Um, let me go to IMDb, of course. Suicide Squad, I should have had this all up before. Here we go. And the name of the actress who played Ratcatcher 2. Where are you? They better have her up. hate imdb sometimes because <laughs> they don't have every, how are you not gonna have her up they got mongol up she has only been up and, and, and nathan filler was tdk by the way so that was awesome um hmm okay can we see the rest of the cast here how, i don't understand what like really there with me top they got top cast i'm sorry but even though they were in on the show they were in the movie they weren't in for long i don't consider them top cast um Danella uh, Mashir, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, played Ratcatcher 2, and she was a sweetheart. I loved her in here. And not only that, Bloodsport's fear of rats was one of the funniest things ever in this, in this movie. Um, I absolutely love that. And they just played on that all through the entire movie, especially the end of the movie when everything just went crazy and they managed to get through it all. And the rat who kept trying to befriend him just sat on his lap. <laughs> The look on his face was priceless, man. Oh, so, uh, dude, I mean, the casting in this thing was so great. He brought along all the people from the Guardians of the Galaxy cast. He added on some more people. You know, the, it was just great. And, I, you know, I, even more, if you look back at this movie, if you go watch it like maybe two or three times, you may actually catch some other celebrities and other stars of other great shows that may that makes quick cameo appearances in here it's very sudden but i'm pretty sure that i've seen some people here that i've seen before in other films as well but yeah i um i thought they did a great job i like the fact that we get to see sean gunn um james gunn's brother play his calendar man here as well uh it was it was short but sweet but he also plays um he does the mocap for weasel too so he's just tremendous uh i, I just too much to really say what i love about this movie but i will say the biggest mvps for me by far on top is amanda waller played by viola davis um oh shout out to the shout out to um to the daughter of Bloodsport. <laughs> they had this one they had the one scene where she like is in jail and amanda waller sets her up majorly and they have this conversation while he's in jail and they just start cursing each other out like really going hard on each other and her delivery in there was just great i mean like it's not just a kid cursing up a storm in front of her father you could tell how professional this this young actress is in doing so and i thought it was great I thought it was really, really great. It's just weird that like, this is the second movie, the second Suicide Squad movie where they have a character that does exactly the same thing. They're black and they got a daughter. 
but this one hates the other this one hates him or resents him as opposed to uh deathstroke's father um you know daughter who really still cares about him this is not the case with them it almost feels like a rewrite in a sense even though it's not this is a complete sequel but this feels like an absolute rewrite um but you know i think it's awesome again going i digress going back to the mvps for me viola davis is in in my top because for her to play amanda waller the way she did and there have been a lot of amanda wallers in the past um a lot of great and not so great amanda waller characters in the past um that has played that role she really captured that more than anybody like the like i i think aside from I, yeah honestly there have been four actresses who played amanda waller so far the first was cc uh h ponder who played the original and i believe the standard and template of uh amanda waller on justice league unlimited she voiced her but she could also absolutely play the role in live action they could have easily if, if if viola davis wasn't there they could have easily gotten cc um h ponder to play that role and she would have done it with no problems but i think she played as the template for this character there was also cynthia uh, cynthia uh all robinson i believe who played her as well on uh, arrow I wasn't really fond of her because I felt like this was CW's way of like glamorizing the character. And I love the 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 roughness and etchiest and, and, and edginess of um, Amanda Waller. She wasn't a supermodel. She didn't look like a supermodel. She was a powerful woman. And that was what made her so beautiful. Angela Bassett really got the rough deal with this one because she played Amanda Waller in Green Lantern. She was totally miscast, not only just miscast, now, I don't think she was much as miscast as much she was written wrong because on the Green Lantern movie, she was a scientist. That wasn't Amanda Waller. They totally went the wrong way. I don't know what Ryan Reynolds was doing when he when he did that. Um, but then Viola Davis comes and it's like, OK, they're back on the right track. And she really brings you in. She took that baton from CCH Ponder and went Usain Bolt on it. OK no absolutely absolutely no joke man she was awesome in this movie and i felt her presence majorly especially the scene where where um blood sport finds out that she set up as his daughter and he has a a pen in her in her um neck ready to like offer and, and threaten her and the guns are blazing on him and aiming on him and she tells everybody to stand down and she's trying to talk them talk amanda waller to, like and she just yells it out stand down and it was like whoa <laughs> you felt you felt it you she has no powers whatsoever none she doesn't need them you know she she's every bit as badass as batman and if you watch justice league unlimited you know how badass she is you know how big of a deal she is because when she steps up with batman she knows every bit is about batman as much as batman knows about her like he she is nobody to mess with until this film at least because she went so damn far to the point that even her crew had to stop her you know and they basically you're going to regret that because that's what's going to lead into the next um you know the the peacemaker series i it's john cena will be my second mvp of this movie like for this is a guy and again this is a guy who comes out of professional wrestling not everybody in professional wrestling can make a great actor because not everybody in professional wrestling has the charisma and all the little people who who transition into movies were people who were top talents in the business who were marketable who had the charisma to go i'm talking like of course dwayne johnson um i'm talking stone cold steve austin even though his career his hollywood career didn't go that far up he still has the presence that can really be convincing he's done a few movies not as to the caliber of john cena or dwayne johnson or even dave batista dave batista we all know who you know also came from this as well and james gunn brought him in said i could do something with this dude james Dave Batista's career has been nonstop since. And, and of all of the, if y'all, 
among the three guys, he would be the least likely person I think that would make it this far. And in fact, it totally surprised us. His, his career skyrocketed when he became um, a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it, it's just been fantastic. But John Cena, he's always been charismatic. He's always been confident. He's always been that dude. I, even though I, I stopped, I didn't like the way that they pushed him into becoming a real American hero in, in WWE as opposed to the thugonomics deal he ran with it and he did what he did with it and he's been awesome ever since and i i think to me as much i liked him as toretto's brother on fast and the furious but my goodness peacemaker is his is his character he nobody's taking his character <laughs> and i can't wait to see this new series that they're going to be making with him it's just fantastic i love what they did with him I love this camaraderie that the uh, that the that the characters had all throughout the movie. It's just been great, um, man. Uh, Joel uh, Kinnaman as Rick Flag. It was great to see uh, Rick Flag back along with Viola Davis because it did really state that they're not rebooting this at all. This is a direct sequel to the original because these two were the original from that along with Harley uh, Harley Quinn as well. Um, but you know, spoiler alert for those who didn't see this. I cannot believe they killed him. I cannot believe that uh, that uh, that um, Peacemaker killed him at that. So I, I did read from one of my ACMG guys that in the comics, he he did uh, actually somewhat die, but somehow came back. So I don't know if this is a lead in for something else, but I'm sorry. He pierced him in a heart with a shrap with a a, a, uh, a sharp piece of uh of the wall or whatever like that in his in his stomach so this dude i don't know how the hell he's gonna survive but then again i don't know how to how the hell peacemaker survive after getting shot in the neck <laughs> by uh by blood sport you know i don't know man it's gonna be interesting but it was awesome there was a lot of awesome scenes in here uh, as well i will give a, a a um i would give a nod to sylvester stallone i thought that he did a really cool job here as well um playing the a dopey version of shark king and i thought he did really well he was he was a very lovable dude even though he tried to eat every single body <laughs> here he played his role. He played his role really well. Uh, I, I loved that he, he was very believable. He's very lovable, but he was also very fierce as well in here. Um, who else do I want to say? Polka Dot Man. Let's talk about Polka Dot Man. Let me tell you, this dude, <laughs> this dude, he has been in so many films. And I mean, I, I absolutely enjoy this guy. He was Scarecrow in the Christopher Nolan series. Um, and in here, well, give me a sec. I just lose my spot. Yep, here we go. Let me go here. So he actually, um, I, I gotta get his name. I always forget this dude's name. Fuck it up, man. Oh, I hate not having these. I why is IMDb so crappy with this list? Ah, uh, jeez, what is the name of the guy who played Polka Dot Man? I should know this. Eh, maybe. <laughs> uh, la, 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 la. David. Okay. Here we go. I believe his is David uh Dash uh Mashlin. Cause he just played on the, the uh long Halloween as well. I believe he played Calendar Man on there. Yep, that'd be him. Yes, David uh Dash I, I can't I, I will butcher his name to no end. David Dash Mashlin. I think that's what his name is, but um, he recently played on a uh, calendar man on a long uh, Halloween animated uh, movie from Batman as well. He was uh, Scarecrow in the Dark Knight. Um, well, not just the Dark Knight. He was also in um, the original. He was in the original as well. Actually, he was in all three uh, Christopher Nolan movies, to be honest. And he just, his career. He, I've also he's also played in The Flash as well and uh, like other things as well. But I think. I love him more as Polka Dot Man. This idea that this man has been a an experiment thanks to his mother 
and Star, who uh, was a, a scientist in Star Labs, and acquired these powers that is like a what is he what do you call it a interdimensional uh you know virus that he gets rashes and all this stuff every so often and uh he has to you know dispense the the energy from him every so often but he's able to deploy these um these polka dots that are that will really destroy anybody or disintegrate them and and, and upon touch it's just crazy the other crazier part about it is him absolutely having some fixation mommy issues because every time the only way he can really kill somebody is if he can actually vision them as his mother he has a really big hatred for his mom for what he did i really gotta say after seeing what goes what happens to him and this big rash that gives him all these glowing bumps in his face i can't blame him but it's just weird to see that everything he does is his mother like they, they we see visions of him as his mother as starro the the, um, the starfish as his mother um he's in the club he, he the women that he's dancing with all of them look like his mom he looks at the suicide squad they all his mom it's hilarious it's one of the funniest things out of the blue is and it it's even saturday he ended up dying at the hands of starro in this because like in almost some cases he dies a mother's death <laughs> in this case. So, uh, like overall, man, if you can hear my excitement for this movie, then you know that I enjoyed this movie immensely. There was so much greatness to this movie. James Gunn, what he did here, he didn't just make a great movie. He sent a great message that if you decide to, you know, let him go, he will be a value to somebody else. And he became a value for this moment in time for DC. And that's why we're now getting James Gunn back to as and he's currently filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 right now, as he should have done a long time ago. Because the idea, people, is that we all make mistakes in life. We all make mistakes. And it's how you how you own up to those mistakes is what matters the most. So I say this to say, don't run away from what you've done. Own up to it and it'll all come out at the end. I've done it. I had to work my ass off to do it. I had to or, like to, to work my ass off hard to correct the mistakes I've made, but it can be done. Don't be quick to cancel somebody out because they did something wrong. Cancel them out if they don't want to you know redeem themselves for what they did wrong if they don't want to admit that they're wrong you know there's reasons that i believe that there are reasons to say i will discontinue my relationship with somebody or a company or something if they're refusing to admit not only admit what they did was wrong or address what they did is wrong but also to not make amends from it or to work on make you know people have a right to have a second chance people you know, James Gunn, he, he learned his lesson. And from that, I think that's what DC and Marvel seen. But thank you, Marvel and, and Disney, because we got probably the best movie of the summer. And I'm saying, yes, I, box office wise, I heard this kind of went underwhelming over the weekend. But the irony of it is that this movie actually i think is better than black widow in so many ways like from start to finish i love this movie i think it's up to shang now or shang uh, shang chi now it's up to that movie to be the best of the summer because right now for the first time ever dc may 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 win the summer is in terms of films dc may actually act possibly do this in my opinion i thought this movie was in every way way better than black widow in terms of action entertainment fun creativity that harley quinn scene alone that harley quinn scene alone when um when they did that i ain't got nobody song which i wish they would have made made it the david lee raw version i thought that would have been so much so much better but i loved it scene which reminded me of the scene that they did on volume two of uh guardians of the galaxy by the way um with uh rocket and and uh 
and 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 all of them doing you know the big shootout scene at the end uh or in the middle of the movie it was that version but it, i thought they was that was done beautifully in here harley got her got a lot of great you know badass scenes in this movie too margot robbie is awesome <laughs> in here so you know overall from start to finish i love this movie um this may be the the comic book movie of the summer um everybody stood out in this piece you know john cena is peacemaker harley always stood out but there were a lot of actors that were able to balance with bounce off of each other and balance with each other just so much good to this nobody nobody felt like they were in the background even the people who died early did not feel like they were in the background of all this so and by the way shout out to that scene when they end up killing the uh the all the freedom fighters because <laughs> that was hilarious oh man they in in, in the scene where uh blood sport and peacemaker try to outdo each other just the, the chemistry man it's just awesome which speaks volumes again for john cena's performance as well so if i'm going to give this a grade you best damn believe this deserves probably the first dc movie i've ever done to give it an a plus and i gotta look back as all the other the all, all the other dc movies that i've ever reviewed but i'm pretty sure none of them got an a plus this is the one that gets an a plus without a doubt loved it from start to finish so uh if you haven't seen it yet and you have hbo or you got to go out in theaters go out of your way find your way to go see this movie this is this has got to be the best superhero movie of the summer at least the one that it, it right now is at the top shang chi comes out in september 3rd we'll see if it's going to be the one to take title will marvel get their title back because right now i see dc is claiming this <laughs> for this summer at least so we'll see folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live thank you all very much for being a part of the show i'm glad to be back this week on select start which will return this week i will be reviewing samurai warriors 5 and uh talk about that as well as any other gaming news that comes out this week as well free guy ryan reynolds new movie comes out this week and i may actually see that and review that this week so stay tuned for that as well as any other news including my thoughts on the first episode of what if as well so stay tuned for that and much much more um so thank you guys again i um again check out this episode and all of our episodes on talktimelive.com i just talked about it briefly well not briefly i talked about it on the first segment and you know the new blog uh, you know blog issues are on air the uh, blog posts are on air the all of our episodes are on here if you want to look for specific episodes we got a great search engine on air that will help you easily find everything from there and uh go out of your way to check it out talktimelive.com we also have this show on all of our favorite podcast platforms such as spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbeam tune in audible pandora pocket cast and of course all of my people in the tumblr community you can find this uh show on there as well so thank you all again i really really appreciate this and that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dex Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.